Welcome to this episode of the Infotainment Podcast. Your host today will be Randy with the smooth and sexy voice every podcaster dreams of. This is a test of the emergency podcast system. You would have been instructed uh, to turn to this podcast for your information and entertainment. I would like to welcome you and you and especially you to this episode of infotainment the podcast that puts the f in fun well sit back relax and uh, take your shoes off happy birthday if it's your birthday today and well, let's see what's up on the podcast docket for today I did run across this uh, fascinating story. I've always wondered this because, well, uh, my lack of memory of my childhood, uh, well, it starts off, can't remember much of your childhood? A therapist shares why. Having a bipolar uh, one affliction and having a couple really rotten um, bipolar mania episodes, which lasted a few days, uh, is one reason I can't remember some things. But let's uh, run through what this therapist says. Ever experience hearing someone talk about their sixth birthday or the Christmas they had when they were eight, and think, wait, how can you remember that? Some of us have a better recollection of our formative years than others. This can be because some of us lose those early recollections to sort up free space. Excuse me while I have a... I should have taken care of this before I started this, but drink of my adult beverage here. Having few childhood memories is common. As time passes, your brain has to free up space for new experiences. Uh, That's from Healthline. They add that you are less likely to remember things if they had little emotional impact or if you experience childhood trauma. But licensed therapist Jeff Gunther, known on TikTok as (laughs) Therapy Jeff, how much credibility do we give him if he's uh, constantly on TikTok? But (laughs) others have a different theory. Whether you remember your childhood vividly or not could have more to do with your attachment style than it does the level of trauma involved. What you can't remember can be just as important as what you can. There is just as much meaning in what is not remembered as what is, the counselor shared. He adds that if you can't really remember how your family reacted when you relied on them for support, that's valuable data. Gunther went on to reference a University of California study 
which showed a link between emotional memory and attachment style. Avoidance was associated with deficits in working memory for positive and negative attachment. Uh, related stimuli, the paper said. These findings are consistent with the proposal that avoidant individuals defensively limit the processing of potentially distressing information. Yeah, I can say that uh, for myself. Gunther said that he has found that to be true in his practice. Most of the avoidant clients I treat have few memories of childhood, he says, especially those involving emotional support. This is a sign that they learned early on in life to cram their feelings into a place beyond awareness in an effort to become self-sufficient, he adds. Meanwhile, the more anxiously attached among us remember almost everything. They learn to get their needs met by being hypervigilant to their parents' words and behaviors. Gunther then explains that though uh, anxiously attached and more avoidant partners can struggle to get along with one another, it's important not to try to play the blame game. They're merely playing out the emotional blueprints. Their parents left them, the counselor adds. Let's place the blame where it truly belongs, firmly on their family. Of course, we advise taking steps to improve your mental health. Well, I've gone a long way in doing that. If your attachment style or any other issue is negatively affecting your relationships and or day-to-day -day life. Well, I don't know if if improving or having memories of childhood and stuff like that. Well, if you had trauma, but otherwise uh, is mental, maybe it's just a brain function uh, versus uh, something you might need a, a mental health medication for, like anxiety or uh, mood stabilization. That's it for that article. Where where do you fall on the uh, childhood memories? Interesting story. Now, if you've ever watched the classic TV sitcom, Friend, uh, not Friends, a Taxi, the actress Mary Lou Henner, who was on that show, had a part of her brain that was a lot bigger than normal, and she could probably tell you what she did on February 10th when she was 10 years old. <laughs> She's a lot older than that now. Would you want that where you could remember practically everything? I, I've seen her kids, uh, this was a long time ago, they're probably... Uh, married and got kids of their own by now, but they were like teenagers at the time. They were quizzing her about some date, and uh, there was an important uh, event that happened. Uh, they should have just given her an ordinary day to kind of prove it a little more. 
Oh, she she'd work through it. Well, it was a little warmer than oh than the, something about the space shuttle or whatever, something like that. If and she'd name it off, and she even told the people what she was wearing on the first episode they ever did of Taxi. I don't know if how much fine detail she could get into as far as like uh, reciting parts of the script or all of the script to you. I I can't believe you could possibly have. But uh, I did a story on that part of the brain where it could be, I can't remember what it's called, but it could be up to seven times larger. And, of course, this affects a very, very, very small segment of society and there were a couple another person they were studying too I don't know how many were in this study but the other one well Mary Lou was pretty well adjusted with that uh, uh, ability basically Uh, but this other person she thought it was kind of a curse because uh, she remembered, you know, if she watched television, uh, you know, March 1st, uh, uh, 1979, and something tragic happened that day, she were, would remember it a lot more vividly if she saw it on television versus reading it in a newspaper. So she stuck basically to newspapers so, because she took it a lot harder if she uh, saw it on the TV. How many of you would want that ability? Well, let's take a break from memory issues and move on to Greta Thunberg. I do have a story about her. Bruh. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know if it's go that far. How dare you? Bruh. Yes, I do dare. It starts out by saying, why was anybody listening to Greta Thunberg in the first place? It's all over for us. The climate change crisis is no longer reversible, and all of humanity is doomed. At least that is all according to Greta Thunberg and a top climate scientist who said that climate change will wipe out all of humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. That was tweeted on this day five years ago, meaning today is the final day we have to stop using fossil fuels entirely. But all of you that uh, this, uh, all of this raises a question. Oh, I got up too early today and I had a dream uh, that seemed like a freaking hour. And uh, when I woke up, it felt like a ball peen hammer had been knocked on my forehead. Why was some random child? Propped up as the arbitrator of climate change policy 
in the first place because it supported somebody's uh, narrative and everybody wants to get uh, rid of fossil fuels. Well, a lot of uh, people do when it's uh, not practical here in the U.S. Five years ago today, left-wing climate activist Greta Thunberg tweeted, a top climate scientist is warning that climate change will wipe out all humanity. She deleted the tweet. And uh, how are we marking the occasion? Yeah, she deleted the doomsday uh, tweet. Presumably so she can reset the doomsday clock and continue her climate grift. That activist grift started when she was 15 with her skipping school and protesting in front of Sweden's parliament. From there, her activist cause was picked up by every establishment media outlet. Can you hold on a second? My voice is killing me. Including ABC News, CBS, CNN, NBC, the New York Times, and the Washington Post, among others. It didn't just stop there. Thunberg was invited to the United Nations to lecture world leaders about how she knew so much about the climate. When they did, and, and how are you failing us, young people, and we will never forgive you. Her climate tantrums earned her time uh, Times uh, 2019 Person of the Year. I remember saying, how dare you? Uh, uh, where I, I could be not here and be back in school. I didn't have to lecture you world leaders about this. Blah, 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 blah. But why? Thunberg didn't and still doesn't know anything about how oil, natural gas, and coal have sustained humanity and are both more efficient and more reliable than renewable energy sources. She also hates nuclear energy, which produces no carbon emissions and is far more efficient and reliable than wind and solar. We have already seen California follow anti-nuclear uh, green policies, which led to the state firing up natural gas generators to try and keep the lights on. Thunberg is nothing more than a whiny child turned whiny adult, and yet she was propped up as the face of liberal climate change policy. Liberal media, well, I'm not liberal on everything, but I'm not conservative on everything either. So, take that as you will. Uh, and liberal elites around the world anointed her as the world's savior at the age of 16. And those uh, same institutions demand that you take their warnings about climate change seriously. Both they and Thunberg will not simply move the goalposts again. Republican Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, Democrat, uh, New York, uh, 
AOC set the new doomsday date in 2031. So perhaps they will coalesce around that prediction. But this should be the end of the line for their credibility. No one who promoted a random child as a climate change expert should be taken seriously on climate change or energy policy again, no matter how frantic and hysterical their doomsday predictions become. And I would agree with that. And I don't understand how she was even uh, picked to speak in front of the UN, but you're at that time, you're a kid. Uh, stay in school. And I'm for people having a lot of choices. I mean, if you want to drive an electric car, great. If you want to drive a gas car, great. If you want to drive a hybrid car, great. If you want to drive a hydrogen car, great. And uh, not as many of those uh, are available. I have heard, oh, the uh, big-brained Elon Musk. How's that Twitter leadership going? Uh, said, I get asked about hydrogen a hundred times a day. It's just not an efficient energy uh, displacement there. So that's why we're, we're not rushing to make hydrogen cars. So... I'm all for people who want to be green, go ahead. So, your own water, your own electricity. But, uh, I will stay in my apartment and use uh, fossil fuels. And now we have a train going by. And now we have another train going by. I don't know what it is. There is uh, about 50 trains that go by a day. And this one, uh, they seem to need, need to blow their horn on this train about half a minute, which gets uh, uh, annoying, to say the least, during the day. And like one or two in the morning. But... That reminds me of my dream this morning. Oh, man. It's like, why do I have so many dreams that I'm at school, in high school, college, uh, or at a job I once worked? I don't know what's going on with my voice today, but it's like seizing up at points. Um... Maybe I better uh, take care of it a little bit. So I think we're going to uh, cut this one short. And maybe I'll... I know I did a podcast about dreams and w which dreams are most prevalent for people and what they may mean. Maybe I'll have to go back to that. And I don't know, maybe it has something to do with the uh, proper ventilation of my apartment. Because I have 
uh, fried a bit of bacon lately, and it still does smell a little bit of bacon. <clears throat> Get that to work. But some of these things uh, I'm going to cut down on my editing, you know, let it let it fly a little bit and uh, show you what some of the stuff I have. Well, you can hear some of the stuff I've edited out in the past might show up on the regular podcast. So if you have a, a chance, uh, you can make a contribution to this show and my efforts here to provide you with uh, top-notch information and entertainment. Uh, you can make a donation by PayPal. Maybe that's kind of the dinosaur of those things. And maybe I should switch to Venmo seems to be one of the newer ones. But uh, at yeah, you can do that at randyms12 at gmail.com. It would be greatly appreciated. Help me uh, keep this on the air. On the internet airwaves, <laughs> uh, and uh, maybe uh, purchase uh, some newer equipment uh, if necessary. And well, enough about that. I don't like to belabor that point, but you can check out my Facebook page. My YouTube page, uh, Instagram, uh, under infotainment uh, mainly, uh, in the entertainment uh, website. And uh, like I usually say, I hope you have a happy day today and a happy ending tonight. Bye-bye, everybody. Evacuation order acknowledged. Initiating shutdown sequence.